0: Welcome to The Family Biz Show. According to Family Enterprise USA, family businesses in the US account for over 64% of GDP and employ 62% of the workforce. In other words, they are the backbone of our economy. But success doesn't come easy. Only 13% are operating in the third generation. The Family Biz Show is here to help. Listen in to hear stories from other family businesses and industry thought leaders so that you and your family not only survive, but thrive. Welcome, everybody, to the Family Biz Show. I am your host, Michael Columbus with Family Wealth and Legacy in Rochester, New York. And today, we are excited to um, introduce everybody to Marcy Chenape um, at Giuseppe's Bakery in Rochester, New York, um, in the Gates area, to be specific. Welcome, Marcy.
1: Yeah,
0: thanks for having us. Great. Um, if you could, you know, one of the traditions that we have on the show is kind of, walk us through your journey to becoming a part of the family business. Um, some people it's, you know, I've been doing this since I was a little kid. And of course, that's all I was ever going to do. And other people were like, I'm never getting into the family business. And then they come back. Well, tell us about your journey.
1: Sure. So uh started off, I mean, obviously when we were little, the, the business has always been in our family Growing up, Um, it was in my dad's family growing up, his mother did it, Uh, her father did it. Um, My father didn't take ownership of the business until the 80s, uh, mid 80s, late 80s. Uh, Prior to that, his mother and her sisters and brothers ran the business. Uh, My father was actually in construction and uh, he owned his own painting company but always kind of during slow times came back to the business to help his mother out, being my grandmother, Um, you know, anywhere they needed them, Uh, bread, you know, making bread, making sauce, uh, lasagnas, all that kind of stuff. Um, He had the opportunity being in construction during slow times, you know, the winter months, things like that. He knew that there was more of a, a, a better way to make a good, living, I mean, a hard living still, but at the same time, he could make money year round in the restaurant uh, uh, food industry. Uh, That being said, he took it over uh, with his brother in the late 80s. And um, they, uh, they loved the business, I mean, to the point where they they knew that it was, it was more, you know, a uh, more consistent income, and they took it over. So that being said, my brother and I, we were my brothers and I actually, there was, th- I have two brothers that were originally involved in the business with my father. Um, in our early teens, we would kind of go in with them, make the bread with them, you know, get there at three, four o'clock in the morning. Um, and it took, uh, my my younger brother and myself are actually still involved. Um, but uh, something about it, I mean, the smells, the sounds, like we, we really love um, you know, we loved going in there when we were little, just visiting my father. And uh, when we had the opportunity to, to, uh, you know, see the pride that went into it every day. Um, it's just something about it stuck for my brother, my younger brother and myself. Um, my older brother uh, still helps out on, a, on occasion. Um, again, it's, it's, when it's ingrained in your family for so for so long, almost a hundred years, you, you kind of just, you're drawn back to it. And yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, again, a labor of love. Uh, we've made it this far. You think of the catastrophes and everything that this business has gone through in the last hundred years. And uh, I mean, we come motivated every single day for some reason or another. Well, you just said, you know, one of the
0: key words, I love hearing the stories about the obstacles. And I think that our listeners do because it's usually in the obstacles. It's in the, it's in the, I don't want to call them failures, but in learning the ways not to do something um, Mm -hmm. that we get stronger. And that's kind of, you know, some of those stories help. So, you know, go back and, and hit some of the big ones that you guys have been through the years and then talk about what did, you know, what were the stories and how did they, how did the family overcome them?
1: Sure. I mean, uh, obviously the most recent, which I'll get into eventually, but I look back and, and, you know, the most recent pandemic that my father and my brother and myself have gone through, I mean, I'm sure you know, it's, it's like beating a dead horse, uh, uh, talking about this thing. Yeah. Just because we have to, again, you know, coming through motivation. And one of the things that was, that we were able to motivate, uh, stay motivated through that was, we, we talked a lot about, on a daily basis, imagine what, you know, we would say things like, imagine what, you know, I would say to my father, Dad, imagine what your grandfather went through during Prohibition, when they said he couldn't sell alcohol. Uh, imagine what he went through during World War II. Uh, you know, all these things that really, I mean, the gas crisis, the, the, you know, it, it, we weren't going to feel sorry for ourselves. Um you know, and, and, and a lot of, sadly, a lot of people have in the last, you know, three or four years, they felt, so, I mean, you know, and there's, there's really no, I, I'm not judging because there's been a lot of good friends that have lost their businesses and, and, you know, they've had to, you know, shutter things that have been, you know, businesses that have been around for a hundred years, but you look at those strongholds companies, especially in Rochester, that have gone through so much over the last hundred years. I mean, we still have a lot of businesses, um, you know, and, and again, we weren't going to feel sorry for ourselves. We were going to, you know, come in. I, my father, myself, and my, we didn't miss, and I, like, I, I don't want to, we, we hang our hat on this, you know, and, and 50 years when I'm talking to my grandkids, I'm going to feel proud that I said I did not miss one day of work, in, you know, the three years, you know, and I, and, and again, it's like the people before us, my grandmother, her brother, they didn't miss it either. Um, you know, it's just, and that's where, like, that's our foundation. You know, bread is our foundation, but, um, you know, that's what we always say. The dough is what started this whole thing, but, um, just, just, um, we're going to hang our hat on the fact that we just kind of trudged through and, and got through it, you know?
0: That's awesome. And it, it, it's
1: the, the the Dunkin'
0: Donuts, as soon as you said what you were saying, the Dunkin' Donuts commercial from years ago, time to make the donuts, time to make the bread. We just do, you know, it's, this is what, this is what we do. We chose this life. We want to do it. Let's make it happen. Come heck or high water. Good for you. Mm-hmm. In the business today, let's—it's you and your brother mostly. Who else? Who else is there on a regular basis?
1: My, my dad is here so much. I mean, there's that old saying from the Goodfellas movie. He's there so much he could be a chair. My dad is here every single day. So today's Monday. Mondays and Tuesdays our retail operations closed. So like, I I try not to come in on like a Monday or Tuesday just to really get like a nice day away where I can do things at the house. But my father is here and has been here seven days a week, every day since I was a child. I mean, granted, he missed a day here. You know, we got a wedding here. We got a wedding. but And and it makes it difficult for my brother and I to (laughs) justify a day off. Uh, right but the three of us are involved in daily day-to-day operations my mother jenny is um is a saint as well she was involved in the uh in, in a local school district in the food service industry for or, i'm sorry in the food service section of uh, a section of one of the um the, the schools in our area and she uh retired five years ago and now she heads up all of our uh catering so um, she does all the calls, uh, uh, you know, takes care of all the customers. We still cook all the food. We can't get her to come in and help cook the food, but she, uh, she, without her, I mean, it, it, it's, uh, she, she handles an insane amount of, of calls every day. So that's great yeah.
0: so, to put it into perspective for those listening. How old is mom and
1: dad? How old are you got, you know, you and your brother. Yeah. My, my father turned 71 this year. Uh, my mother is 70. I'm 40. I turned 42 this year. My brother, Joey Jr. turns uh, 41 this year. So got it. Okay. That, that just helps. And do you have, do you and Joey have kids? We do. So I have actually four. I have an 18 year old son um, that is off pursuing his uh, uh, dreams of, of playing hockey. He lives in Boston. So we miss him very much. Uh, I have a 16-year-old daughter who is here, you know, three or four days a week helping at the counter, taking care of tables. And then I have an 11-year-old and 8-year-old. Um, Joey Jr. has a 2-year-old son and then uh, a baby girl on the way. So,
0: Got it. Oh, congrats. That's, that's nice, you know. And it's nice, you, you know, some of the kids come in and they're doing their thing and helping out. Yeah. I, so many times, and there's, there's no right or wrong about family business. It just is. And, and 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 I think, you know, one of the things is if we get too inflexible about, of course, you're coming into the family business, that causes problems. And if you get too, you know, non, uh, too flexible, and don't even talk about the option that we would love to have you in the family business, that's, an uh, you know, so there's that dichotomy of how do you hold, you know, this person that you love dearly in your heart to say, don't follow my dreams follow your dreams and if your dream and my dream happen to align then awesome you know it's 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 pretty unique and and it's hard for some people to do that
1: mm-hmm. yeah along those lines michael what I, so i'm at personally i'm at at a, a a bit of a crossroads for that my son was home for the holidays and he was relied on probably a little bit too much. He loves it though. Like he, he would call me in the morning, even if I didn't have him scheduled to come in and he would constantly ask if I needed help. I don't know if that's because he needed to take some cash home with him back to Boston, but uh, he was here and he really did an unbelievable job. But again, um, and, and I love this, even from when I was a child and he loves it. Um, I don't know, it, and I don't want him, like you said, to feel obligated. Uh, you know, I, I, we, we're covered when he's not here, but when he is here, he the door is open. He can come in whenever.
0: Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Talk about you know the the business from a, from the from the standpoint of through throughout history. How did the business make money and what do you do differently today in terms of survival, making money and, you know, those kinds of things?
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that, again, that is something that we have gotten good at, uh, the pivot. We, you know, we kind of call it over here. Um, so, so in the, when they, when my great grandfather and his wife and kids started this company, they were, uh, they made Italian bread. They made pizza, which. I put it in my bio. If anybody takes a peek at it, we are, we, if not the first, we were the first family to serve pizza in Rochester. Um, Yeah. So um, again, he didn't start, he started making bread and his wife said, let's make the pizza. Like we did at home, but you know, being back, back in Italy, and we'll see if people want it. Um, They, uh, so that was one, they added that. And then, my grandmother had a really good sauce recipe. So, you know, let's make gnocchis, let's start selling gnocchis. So we got bread, pizza, and gnocchis, kind of a weird combo, a lot of carbs, but it, you know, and then, you know, my grandfather would say, oh, do you remember they used to make the, the svojadell? It's an Italian pastry. They started making that. So it was one thing after another, again, not making enough money in one section, adding something else on, to the point now where." Michael, we that this company, we constantly say it, is could be four or five companies. All you know, you could you could branch off and do a sandwich shop out of this place. You could do a pizzeria, you could do a catering company, you could do a full service restaurant, you could do a full service wholesale bread company. Um we didn't, I mean, we we didn't realize how much we were actually doing. We just came in and did it before the pandemic. Um, uh, you know, when the help issue kind of happened now, you're like, oh my God, we do so much in a day. I mean, we're cleaning Romaine, you know, for salads for, for our dining room. And we were seven days a week at that point, cleaning Romaine and at the, in the same kitchen across the way, uh, making sub rolls for a deli up the street, you know, so I'm having, you know, we had 40 probably 52 employees and and everybody kind of did their thing uh you know this guy's do, doing this this guy's doing that um but again five six different companies now our pivot now currently mm-hmm. is so during the pandemic we again this is such a it's, it's gotten so old bringing it up but the the pandemic itself changed the way so many people do things with their, in their own business and their walls. Um, we are absolutely apologize for bringing
0: that up the pandemic was a game changer it's one of the biggest things that we've seen in our generation and had to live through and figure out what we're going to do so anything that you're talking about right now is somebody else is going through something and said ooh i didn't think of that one you know what i'm going to grab that so i appreciate you talking about it marcy
1: okay um so kind of along so um my dad and you know we said we have to do something to make this business run a little bit smoother with less hands, you know and less help. Um, we were fortunate enough that a couple bakeries in our areas they they were some of the like I just talked about, some of those that that are gone, um, you know, a lot of good people, a lot of hard workers, but it just they couldn't make it work, and I think we were able to make it work just because of our diversity, so anyways, we were blessed with the fact that the phone started ringing for, for product, uh, in 2019, along with our just giant thing that was happening, we decided to expand our bakery just based on, um, it really was a lot of speculation. We were hoping to kind of go that route anyways, um, you know, to expand our bakery and kind of focus on that just because, um, again it was our foundation the bread and the dough and we kind of wanted to my brother myself and my father we wanted to kind of expand but simplify at the same time um you know so we're not cleaning the romaine and we're not doing this which we still do today but just in a way smaller scale but put all of our focus into our bread uh we went we we when we did that in 2019 we had around 20 accounts wholesale accounts the delis the grocery stores the restaurants um and it once we put this equipment in place in 2019 the business started to grow i mean we went from 30 accounts you know 15 20 accounts to 40 in the matter of a week and then we went from and then we went from 40 wholesale accounts to 80 in the matter of two months when the pandemic hit And those companies went, we, we, we service around 300, um, wholesale accounts on a daily basis. Um, we have two, two vehicles and, and four runs that we manage on our own. And then we deal with around six to seven third party distributors. They, they're called bread men in our area, um, where they come in with their cube vans and they pick up, you know, 30 stops or, you know, and, and. Um, and that's kind of where that, when I brought the pivot in, that's that pivot that we kind of made cause we had to, but we also got lucky and it's been really, really, really good, um, going that way. So
0: let me see if I un- make sure I understand that. So before, you know, you were mostly a retail business, the restaurant, the bakery, you know, if somebody wanted a sub, they could probably stop in and get a sub or a pizza or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then back in 2019, you've got some wholesale places, but about 20 of them? And you mm-hmm. decide to really go deep mm-hmm. into, the, into the wholesale world. And mm-hmm. but do, let me catch this, the, what they're called bread men? Is that what you... The,
1: That's so what they're the, called, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right. whether it's a man or a woman driving the van, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. The, truck, it, it's the bread men. And you started working with them. Did you work with them pre-pandemic?
1: We did. So we had one, we had one account, uh, one bread man that came in who had two vehicles. And this is actually a cousin of ours, whose great grand whose grandfather, this is, this is going to get a little, little weird, but his grandfather and my great grandfather were brothers. And in my, yeah. So, so that man his name is nick petrillo and my great-grandfather he's a petrillo also his grandfather and him were partners at a bakery so is that petrillo's petrillo's bakery is my was my great-grandfather's brother yeah yeah yeah.
0: now i need to tell you a story okay way before anything i was doing a summer job for the county of monroe and one of the guys in my truck loved Patrillos, uh. <laughs> and so we would we would each go in at like seven in the morning, and we would stop the truck when we were in that area, go in, grab a loaf of bread, and that would be our breakfast because it was yeah. right out. You know, it was so good.
1: <laughs> yep, State Street. Yep, yeah they they were good at it. They really did. Uh, so, anyways, his yeah, their grand their 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 grandson and I were doing business, and my father we were doing business. He was. Our tr- he, he was the only guy, he would show up at three o'clock in the morning, take our stuff and we didn't know where it was going and just took it. Got it. And, and, and that word spread from him, you know, he would be at a bakery picking up pies and they would see our stuff on his truck and say, where'd you get that? I got it from Giuseppe's. It's my cousin over across town. Uh, call them they'll that you can you know you can pick up there at four in the morning and that's and that just kind of exploded and now we have you know six or seven of those guys are, are here every morning at three four o'clock in the morning to, to take the product out so yeah good yep. for you
0: that's just brilliant and thinking about the, that that you know sustain business uh you know, business, uh, yeah. you know be, be open to opportunities because you don't know which ones are going to be the ones that that do it for you uh-huh. So what percentage of your business is retail or is retail today versus wholesale?
1: Yeah. So like you said, I mean, you said, you know, in the past, could people come in for a sub people can come for right now. We're open Wednesday through Sunday for retail. Okay. Um, and we our our dining room is still open. Um, we do lunches from 11 o'clock until four o'clock uh, Wednesday through Saturday. And that's just me. Um, I'm a glutton for punishment, but at the same time, I, I love the lunch crowd. Um, So uh, right now we're about half and half between retail and wholesale. So 50% retail, 50% wholesale. Um, Again, that 50% wholesale and that 50% retail could be their own business. (laughs) It's you know, a, a family could sustain on, on one or the other of those. But again, the way my family is glutton for punishment, if it is, or just a passion for people and service, we do both and we love it. So yeah, currently, currently. Yeah.
0: So in, you know, working in a family business, from your perspective, what are the, what are your favorite parts about being part of a family business that, mm-hmm. that are, that just for you
1: just resonate? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a lot, a lot, I, every morning when I get up. Um, there's a passion for it um i love our employees i really do um especially now like you don't realize how i i'm sorry so now i realize it but you know years ago you you kind of not that you took them for granted the people that work for you for granted because they're they're you, you know you I, i've always had a passion for people now i really personally enjoy each one of them for their own reasons, you know, is one of them maybe a little bit slower at this than that? Yes, but they come here every day. Um, we have, you know, we're, we're, we're at about 30 employees right now, but the, these people, um, they work so hard. And uh, I, I think there's a kind of a renaissance coming back to family owned and independently owned businesses. Um, and, and the main reason I can, I can say that is, so right now, our head baker was an employee of, of, a, a, a um, another bakery in town. So, so I have three guys all in our bakery that have all worked for other bakeries, family-owned bakeries that, you know, a couple of them are gone. Um, they just, they draw to the family, the family atmosphere, I guess, you know, uh, it, 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 I mean, it's short and simple. I like just the, the personalities, you know, are really, really, uh it's really what draws me here every day. Um, again, I love service. I love people. Um, again, kind of a renaissance. So I have somebody working up in our bakery that was working for me when she was 15 years old. She left for a few years. She came back because that service, you know, taking pride in, uh, you know, putting 40 restaurants or 40 delis worth of food, you know, bread on a truck every day. It feels good. You know, watching that truck leave and um, walking in a grocery store and seeing your product, something that you physically handled at a grocery store, 40 miles away is, you know, and I'll get a text from, from some of our employees. Hey, I'm in Geneva, the bread that we made this, I'm looking at the bread that we made. It's, it's beautiful. You know, it really is a good feeling um yeah um aside from business Mm -hmm. favorite family tradition Uh, my mom's beef cutlets at the holidays (laughs) we uh again the holidays are rough December is rough um but on Christmas Eve and Christmas morning walking in and not having to worry about making food because my mother took care of it you know a kettle of sauce or uh that's that that and uh on a personal level with my immediate family, my kids, uh, um, once the holidays are over that, that waking up and seeing them is beautiful. You know? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah.
0: Um, as you're looking at your business, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, what, you know, or, or even right this moment, what are you seeing as like your biggest priorities now, let's start with there. Right now, if we're looking just on the three years, what's the, what are your biggest priorities for the next three years?
1: Yep. Again, uh, constantly pivoting, constantly putting our energy and our resources back into the business the way we have the last thirty years. Um, our next, our next priority. Um, we own a piece of property up the street. We'd love to kind of put our business in that. We've been renting for the last eighteen years. Um, we really want to. Um, get, get uh, house, the business in our own piece of property this way. in you know, 30, 40 years when my brother and I are ready to kind of hang it up or do whatever, we'll have a really nice portfolio with, uh, with our own property to kind of either pass on to our, the next generation, the fifth, uh, the fifth generation, or, you know, just again, making, uh, the, the, the best financial decisions is going to be our, our, our main goal. So great yeah
0: what do you see as your the, the the pains for you what what keeps you up at night
1: what are the obstacles right now mm-hmm. um i mean just constant food costs you know the food the, the issues of food costs um the the uncertainty of uh um god uh, god forbid something uh, you know a catastrophe were to happen again uh, i mean we'll get through it we we have like i told you before all those different things that this business has gotten through uh, right now, I feel like we're stronger than ever. Um, uh, helps, good. I honestly like I, when you own your own business; it's you. You know what I mean. So you know, and that's what I you know I try to convey that to the people that work for us. Um, I, I mean, not selfishly, but you know, it's on us. So we're gonna do what we have to do. My, my brother, myself, and, and and my father to 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 to. Let, we'll stress out but there's really we feel good right now really do yeah we're we're heading the right way
0: are you are you
1: a reader at all i am i love to read
0: have you read the book so i have something for you that i, I try to impart little pieces that you know you you're giving us your time mm. um finished up reading a book called extreme ownership by jocko ben. willink have you read that
1: jocko willink you said willink
0: he's in he's a former navy seal um And he, it, it, he does a great job of helping owners understand leadership and that, you know, up and down the chain. So it's like 100% it's always on you mm-hmm. and 100% it's always on everybody else on the team and mm-hmm. figuring out how to to transition to that period at that time. Um, And that, that, you know, to have that fully functioning team up and down the chain is a, it's a really helpful, it just makes you unstoppable.
1: Yeah. I I I just wrote it down. I'm going to read it. And actually you said that guy's name. He is on probably your biggest competitor podcast on Spotify that I have listened to an interview with him. So uh, you guys aren't far off from that podcast. I don't think so, but I'll, I'll have to check out Jocko. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah
0: um trying to think let's see what else ah. um we talked about family in and out of the business um it, it, you're a reader so what are your favorite books that you've read in the last year or so
1: yep uh so i love um the outliers is really an awesome book uh malcolm gladwell did an unbelievable yeah. job and so we're a hockey family. So there was constant hockey references back to that. Um, that, that book was amazing. Um, I'm trying to think, um, I mean, I usually read it once a year, but uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I love Jack Nicholson in the movie, but that book is, is unbelievable. Um, I love bios. I love business bios. Um, I'm a big music guy. So um, I'd say i um, uh, anything with like Jerry Garcia, the grateful Dead, Just again, that was a, uh, a business engine that kind of took place and they didn't even want it to happen. And they just got right. good at it and they right. still make money. They still make money now. I mean, you could, uh, uh, um, you know, they're still working hard to make, I see everything with the grateful Dead, you know, symbol on it. You know, they're just, they're constantly trying to, um, uh, it's just, uh, it's an engine that they just kind of keep going. Yeah.
0: I got it um if you're talking to another family business that was just going through some tough times or just looking for advice they they they're they're getting together what is your advice to other family businesses
1: yeah i mean uh you know you especially you know a year ago you were constantly hearing support local support local support local but you know and, and this is no nothing against these companies that make this work, but you drive by a fast food restaurant and you see a line you know a line of cars waiting there um it, My advice to people is really push the fact that you are a family business whatever not not saying that you're looking for um you know um uh you know a handout or, or or you know people to feel sorry for you. Really let people know that there's and like I mentioned earlier with our our, our staff that takes takes pride in seeing our our the product that they handled uh, at a store forty miles away. Really let people know that you're a family, that hands-on family, and you're. I mean, whatever you can do to convey that to your to your to your customers. That I mean, we try our best at it. But I, you know, my dad, myself, and my brother, we're here every day, so we're shaking people's hands, we're talking to people. Um, uh, that's something that's going to be missed if it's, if it's gone, you know, and, and um, I don't know if that's uh, something to tell. Let
0: me, let, let me add to that. Yeah. No, no, this is great. So two things. One, there's a company out, a company out there, Edelman, Edelman they, they put a document out there called the Edelman trust factor or something like that. And they basically family owned businesses have like a 40% more trust, 20% more trust. I don't remember what the number is, but significant amount more trust inherently from both their their, their team members, the employees, and from their customers
1: mm-hmm. than a
0: non than a, than a privately or than a non-privately held company or a you know a publicly owned company. They're just different, you know, and they people get that. So the fact that you're putting family-owned on there, I would even take it a little step further. Tell the stories, you know, especially you know, on your packaging on things so that people get that. Um, I just was at a friend's house on Friday night over the weekend, and he hands me a beer, a Sierra Nevada Brewing Company beer. And
1: mm-hmm. I don't know if
0: you've ever had one of those, but at the top of the can it says family owned and operated and argued over. And I'm Yo- like, I love that. <laughs> I snapped a picture of it and I throw down my, you know, my LinkedIn profile, you know, uh, platform and it just kind of took off over the weekend. How many people really liked, you know, that idea. So shine, shine a light on that, make it proud, tell the stories, you know, your great, great grandfather, your grandfather, they've gone through and they've done things in your grandmother and into your grandmother's. You know, secret sauce that they decided that they're going to bring in, and you know, let people know those stories. I've seen um, in places where, like on the menu, they talk about why this. You know, you know, it's this isn't just Nyonki. This is our grandmother's Nyonki who did ABC, and her name was this, and she was from here, and mm-hmm. that connection really helps people an awful lot. Stories. I'm a big fan of and I've learned telling stories. This is why I do the podcast. I want your story to be out there because I want people to know, you know, who's Giuseppe's Bakery and their family owned. It's fourth generation today and hoping to go to the fifth generation. And, you know, like to your point, you know, family business is the economic engine of upstate New York, it's yeah. the economic engine across the world. More, you know, there's more family owned businesses out there than anything else. It's like 68 or 70% of all businesses are family owned at some level. But in upstate New York, I think, you know, with everything that we've been through through the years between losing Kodak and Xerox not being as big and, you know, all of that stuff, we used to be this big blue collar, you know, community and we're not anymore but it's that family businesses that have stepped up and got innovative and thought about things differently that has really made a difference. So I hats off to you and your family for everything that you've been doing for the community. Those, you know, the jobs that you have through the years, think about how many people were employed through the years, not just this year right now, but for the hundred years that you guys have been doing this stuff, whether it was just your family or others, that's a lot of help to this community.
1: hmm yeah, that's beautiful, Mike. That that's a, a a great way of putting it. A great way to think about it. Uh, just talking this podcast, I might open the store up today. We're closed officially, but I might open. <laughs> feeling ready to go here. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, I, you know, I i really. I think we covered everything. You're doing you're doing a great job. Um, I you know continue being the dad, doing being the husband, doing the things that you do. And running the business and, you know, don't be afraid, in my opinion, to turn it into, you know, 10 times, 100 times what you're doing today. Um, Mm -hmm. But that book, you know, Extreme Ownership will help you to to juggle some of that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And there's if ever, you know, one of the things that, you know, I tell all of our guests is that once you're an alumni of the show, you have the, the resources of our business at your disposal. Anytime that you need it, we're here sure. to help you guys. And I'm one of those guys. You know, I'm 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 a self proclaimed geek about business. Mm-hmm. Um, I love everything about it, and so I probably read not a book a week, but I'm you know I'm probably every two to three weeks reading a book. Um, my, my intern who started with me like late November, early December. He's like, since I've been here, you've read four books and are telling me all these ideas from those books and what you're learning from them. He goes, You ever stop? I'm like, so like you, you know, you want to open up the restaurant. I'm like, I want to come in and help. I'm gonna put on the you know, put the apron <laughs> on, I'm gonna be with you. And but it's, it's fun. And my my wife is like, I can't believe how much you enjoy serving these people and and, and and learning about business and trying to help these people do what they're doing. I'm like, it's just part of it. So yeah. I, my, that, that, that energy that you have, simpatico, totally, you know, yeah, I yeah, yeah. really appreciate that.
1: Got to have that passion. That's for sure. I uh, tell my wife every day, it's, it's the old saying, but like, if you love what you do, she'll say, how was work today? I didn't work today. You know, it's, right. it's corny and old, but literally I don't feel like I work. You know, I just—I don't know. I still have the passion. I love it. You do too. Clearly, you do a great job. So, ah. yeah.
0: All right. Well, well, thank you, Marcy. Appreciate you joining us today. Um, so again, it was uh, Marcy Chinapi with Giuseppe's Bakery in Gates, New York. Please, everybody. You know, if you get a chance, you're driving through there, just go stop in and grab something. Go to go to lunch at uh, Wednesday, yeah. to Sunday, or Wednesday to Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah really, uh, good, 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 good stuff. I, my wife and I will be out to to check it out for sure. Um,
1: okay.
0: My name's Michael Columbus. Uh this is I'm with Family Wealth and Legacy in Rochester, New York, and this has been the family Biz show. Tune in to next, you know the next episode, everybody. We love sharing these stories. And if you know somebody that should be on the show, you know, if you've got a family business that you know you know and love and that they, they should be sharing their story, please tell them to get in touch with us. Thank you, everybody, and have a great
1: day. Thanks, Michael. Thanks
0: for listening to The Family Biz Show. We appreciate your time and trust to deliver the best guests and most cutting-edge information to help you maximize your family business. Being part of a family is tough. Add a business to that, and it gets even tougher. Tune in next week as we strive to ease your journey with The Family Biz Show. The content presented is for informational and educational purposes. The information covered and posted are views and opinions of the guests and not necessarily those of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Michael Columbus is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker dealer, member SIPC, and registered investment advisor insurance offered through Lincoln Financial Affiliates and other fine companies. Family Wealth and Legacy LLC is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal
1: or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.